It's not Tefawafels. No, actually, it's Teachers in the Movies time. So for our Bidecus episode, that's 20th, right? So we've have, we've got twenty episodes, and for this one, we're not going to have Tefl waffle. We're going to have teachers in the movies, right? Where we waffle about teachers in the movies. <laughs> so I'm sure you're used to waffle style by now. So same style, but uh, please note that the movies we watch sometimes do have uh, explicit language in them, mm-hmm. and as such, we may also be using explicit language. So if you're not into explicitness, uh, explicit off. Mm-hmm. Good morning, Vietnam! Welcome to Teachers in the Movies. With uh, Jorten Evitz. That's us. Um, Troy's going to introduce what this podcast is about by giving you an analogy. Okay, right. So the analogy is, if you're a car guy and you watch movies, I'm sure that it's completely taken taken you out of the movie for a second when the car does a big screechy turn. (laughs) On gravel. And if you're a car guy, you know that you don't go on gravel. Right. And we are two teachers with uh, accumulated 650,000 years of teaching experience. And sometimes we see teachers in the movies and cringe. Yeah. Especially uh, some of the worst parts are when it just, it completely takes me out of the movie. I'm not watching the movie anymore. I'm watching a teacher. I'm going, oh, come on. Actually, when, when there's a movie scene... In a classroom, I move out of the movie, it's true, but I perk up because suddenly there's something interesting to see. It's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. wow, check, it's a classroom. All right, so this this week, we're going to be talking about uh, Good Morning Vietnam. Okay, and uh, before we get too much into this specific movie, I have to ask uh, Mr. Evitz a question. Do you actually like movies? Yeah, so that's the key question. I don't want like movies. I, I'm very much a book guy, and I watch a movie... Once a year, maybe. Okay. I, on the other hand, I love movies. I, I, I think all movies are great, even bad movies. I, in fact, I really like some bad movies. And How can you like a bad movie? That sounds strange. Sometimes it's so bad that it's just, it's, it's good. There's a movie called Anaconda, um, and it's got oh, famous that. people in it. It's got uh, LL Cool J, I think. And uh, Lopez. Is that Mrs. Cool J's son? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's got um, what's her name? Lopez or one uh, of Jennifer. One of, Jennifer Lopez. Is it Jennifer? I don't know. It's got, it's got famous people in it. It's got the guy with red hair who's a good actor. Wait, let me guess. And there's a there's a snake, and it's big, and, there's a snake. and it's on a on a rivery oh, water. And it's got the the guy who played Angelina's. Jolly's dad from uh, uh, Tomb Raider. What's that guy's name? John Voight? Is that John Voight? Can we get back to um, where we're we're going? Come on. I I love movies. I do love movies. Anyway, all right, so leave it. So, good morning, Vietnam. Ah, yes, good morning, Vietnam. Sorry, we had to pause a second there and let a cat in. I hope you enjoy the cat purr next to the microphone. Right, so we watched Good Morning Vietnam. Well, we didn't quite actually manage to watch the whole movie. We did it. We did a pretty good job. And actually, while we were watching it, I, I enjoyed it. It's a good movie. Uh, I enjoyed it as well. But there is one thing that I don't enjoy about movies, which is they're long. So once I get to about the halfway mark, I go, uh, right, I'm going to go and mow the lawn now or something. And I come back and finish it two, <laughs> two days later or, or maybe that evening. OK, so in Good Morning Vietnam, um, the plot is that this chap sees a pretty girl 
chases her along the streets. Oh, and obviously it's in Vietnam. And it's in Vietnam, yeah. The, uh, the reason why we've chosen this movie is because it's set in Southeast Asia and we are in Southeast Asia. And um, almost all of my teaching experience is with Asians. Yeah, Asians mine too. also. And also this is uh, language teaching. It's, it's, it's somebody a... teaching English to Asian students. Right. So he follows this pretty girl and she goes into a classroom. And he tricks the teacher into leaving the classroom. So he actually, no, he ended up bribing the teacher. He started trying to trick, oh, yes, and right. then he ended up bribing the guy to get into the classroom. And Okay, so he, right. he goes up to the front of the class to take over the lesson. And the first thing that we see from, from memory, I've left my notes downstairs. Mm. So um, the first thing that we see is the other guy teaching the lesson. And um, he's doing a really good job of being a boring English yeah. teacher. Yeah. And using those fake, irrelevant, I would like to buy some cheese and milk. That's exactly I would like to buy some cheese and milk. Well, he doesn't actually get the students involved at all. I mean, he, that's right. He's he just, just talks. He's whole, just saying the sentence. And, yeah, with a very dry... Yeah, and immediately also on the uh, chalkboard behind him, it's only written in uh, Vietnamese. There's no... Uh, there's not even any English written on the, oh, the board. I didn't, I didn't at notice all. that. Oh. You didn't pick up on that. Okay, let's. Know. We're gonna pause for a second and just review this scene quickly. All right. So um, this is 27 minutes into the movie. 28 minutes or so into the movie. Um, and uh, what's this guy's name? Robin Williams. He he comes up. Behind you the really back. don't like movies, do you? <laughs> he comes up to the back of the classroom and peeps in through the back door, and the American soldier who's teaching says. Uh, Last week we reviewed... Oh, no, no, today we're going to review... Something. Chapter 3. Yeah, open your book to page 27. <laughs> we're going to be doing shopping. Oh, before that, he says, I'm going to... What's the target languages? I'm going to buy some... Some bread and cheese, I think it is. Something and like then... And not only that, but this guy has no body language either. He's standing at the front of the class, pretty much stock still with his hands behind his back, I mean, he just... He... Okay, now, now I want to stop you here. Yes, that's all very boring, and but it is actually quite a lot of classrooms that I've seen. I don't know. It, absolutely. It's a perfect example of just about every language class <laughs> I've seen. The majority of language classes I've seen. Okay, one thing that we've also got to say is all the students are sitting, and they're adult students. These are yep. not kids. Um, in rows and columns, facing the board. It's not strictly rows and columns. They're in that spaced out rows and columns thing where you, you're not sitting beside each other. You're kind of sitting... In test format. It's in a test, test format, format yeah. Right. So you're in, a, you're in a grid, but there's space between every student. Um, and everybody's facing the teacher. And the teacher's obviously the spotlight. He's he's yeah. in the um, he's the one in the position. And he nominates uh, our, our love interest to answer a question. And she says something about, my book is big and... Um, I didn't actually catch you it. Can't, uh, you're not supposed to hear it, I don't think so. Um, but it, it was some inane sentence that she was picked out to, to say. Okay, so Rob Williams goes in and uh, interrupts the class. But, and so he doesn't really interrupt. He, he walks in and the teacher interrupts the class and says, just hang on a second. But obviously Rob Williams walking through the middle of the classroom up to the front is the distraction. And then he bribes his way into taking over the class. He makes up some excuse. I'm, I'm going to die in five minutes. I want to teach before I die. And the guy goes, what? And then, then he goes, here, take some cash. And he went, whatever, fine. He's out of there. Obviously, uh, that guy wasn't particularly invested in teaching that classroom. Yes, and I think that the, the, 
there's supposed to be a binary between that boring teacher and what Robin Williams then does because Robin Williams is dynamic, interesting. He's there's a whole bunch of binaries here. The old teacher is in the book on chapter four. Robin Williams does, doesn't use the book. Doesn't use the book at all. He uh, in use, fact, it's a comment that one of his older students says later on is, uh, "We really like your lessons when they're not from the book." Yes, we like your lessons yeah. better than the book. So this is authentic English versus book English, yeah. um, which is. A whole topic in itself. Uh, Robin Williams doesn't use the board at all. Nope. The other guy's got the cat on the board. Uh, yeah, I did notice. Sorry, there's a, the a drawing of a cat and the word cat, and then a sentence a whole in bunch of Vietnamese sentences. that I can't read, but I know two of the words in there were like uh, you and and hello. The, the, uh, we we just an admission. We actually stopped them podcast and stopped the movie and looked at the board because it was very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, see, this is what I mean about. This when this happens in the movie, while we were watching the movie and I was enjoying Robin Williams, the funny guy in the movie, I actually was paying attention to the blackboard instead of to Robin Williams, the funny guy in the movie. I, I just couldn't help myself. Um, now, are we going to critique Robin Williams' teaching style, or are we? Uh... I would love to critique Robin Williams' teacher talk that he starts off with. So he starts off with something like, "So what are you going to say? Yeah, yeah, the friggin' thing all." He just uses random slang. All his words run together. He's speaking at a ridiculous clip. And I was actually, for a moment there, I was like, oh, wow, well done. None of the students responded. It was just a blank, dead air. And that's what would happen in a real class. That's exactly what would happen. Actually, uh, I've seen that happen. He does introduce himself, but he doesn't create any opportunity for them to get used to his voice. No. he actually admits that he doesn't know how to speak teach English. Did you hear that? And no, I didn't pick up on that part. He, um, he says, I don't know what I'm doing here, <laughs> in his Robin Williams sort of tone of voice. Yeah, but he probably says something like, so, yeah, I don't know what's up with me here or today, you know? And it's so quick that no one caught it anyway. Um, there's a whole bunch of things which, uh, I mean, if we're going to go into critique mode, the, his teacher talk is way too fast. It's fast and uses a lot of slang. Yeah, culturally insensitive. One of the and it's really, really region specific as well. He even he even says, "Yeah, I'm from Queens in New York," and and uh, he starts. What's the first one? He he finally gets some some interaction. Give me some skin. Give me some skin. Which look great. Teach real English. That's fine. But he's obviously teaching students to move to his particular neighborhood of New York and interact with. The particular his, his social friends. class that he interacts with. It's not language they could actually ever apply or use. Um, his teaching style aside, there are a couple of serious mistakes that he makes as a teacher which make me cringe. Okay, fire away. Fraternising with the students. Well, that's the premise of him going in there. He actually says before he goes in and interrupts the class... How can I get this girl to go out with do you me? Think, and do you think the teacher would be able to date the student? Because uh, his uh, his partner, what's his name? That guy that I I like in other movies. Sorry, bad with names. Yeah. Um, he's the black guy. Yeah, I know his name, but okay. I don't know his name obviously. Um, he says, uh, "Do you think I'd ever be able to date this girl?" And and the guy says, "No, no, it's com- it's completely different culture and everything else." And so he then goes to, "Do you think the teacher would be able to date to date her to date the student?" That's the premise of him going in, which, yeah, that was a bit of a, oh, mm. oh. Yeah. Um, 
What does he get up to next? Well, he starts off with these really vague, open-ended questions. Uh, they're all just really open WH questions. So, what do you do when you talk to people? I, I, I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> just it's really vague and unspecific. Um, he does eventually get a student to join in. He approaches a student and gets the give me some skin thing. That, that and it happen. does actually work. Once, well, in the movie, I suppose it's been scripted, but once the one student gives him some skin, then the others The others laugh to... a little bit. They start to relax the atmosphere of the classroom. It's a lot better. And then uh, skip to the end and everybody's happy and relaxed and walking out the classroom laughing and he's been a great, fun, interactive and teacher. And they're all praising him as he leaves the classroom. Now, I know that we're not supposed to think about this, but I wonder what happened to the other teacher. I mean, at some point he's got to come back and say, where's my class? Yeah, he, he's just like being kicked out the. No, I, I don't think so. I think um, that other teacher, that other teacher is uh, a lot of teachers I've seen. Oh, so I've been hired to work for company X, Y, or Z because they want someone to do this, that, or the other. But then they also say, "Oh, and can you also run some English lessons for our staff?" Oh, I see. I think he was just he's that, that guy. guy. So, uh, is part of your job? Can you also go and volunteer at that that English school? It's part of our community relations program or whatever. And that guy was happy to just get out of there. Okay, oh, sorry, critiquing aside, one of the things that he does that's really good, uh, I, and I, I had to smile at myself about it, was his baseball game with the students towards the end of the movie. Towards the end of the movie. Yeah, he's now outside of the classroom. He's got all the students relaxed. He's teaching them some American culture, obviously, baseball. They're, they're having a lot of fun. They're all laughing and... and not a lot of teachers would do that. There are some that I've seen yeah. that, that, that take a ball out and play with the students. And, but um, this is taking time out with the students in outside of the classroom. Yeah. Or maybe it's, inside, maybe it's during class time, I don't well, know. Yeah, he does go to the... For that scene, he does go to the school. And so obviously he shows up at the school. Um, he goes in there and goes, oh, let's play baseball. Mm. And he, he, they play baseball in, effectively in the schoolyard. There's another thing which I think is actually quite quite good, which is worth talking about, is that he, in his persona as the crazy DJ, yeah. he keeps that persona in the classroom. Yes, he does. That's what... The <coughs> before we got to the classroom scene, I've seen this movie before. It was a long time ago, but I've probably seen it four or five times. Uh, early on, I was noticing things about him that would make him a great teacher. So one of the first things that comes up is... Uh, his partner goes to wake him up in the morning at half past five in the morning and he's zonked out. He's completely out of it. And they drag him over to the studio and he walks in he walks into the studio and he starts just preparing his stuff straight away, getting his records together and things like that. And the second the second that, that his airtime starts, he goes, Hey, alright, let's go You know, his persona he just kicks straight, straight in. Yeah. And, and that's a good that's a good teacher. That's a, a trait of a lot of good teachers I've seen. When I they walk into the classroom, they are kind of all business. You've just broken the microphone. Wow, I broke the microphone. <laughs> okay, when they when they walk into the class, they're all business, right? They get all their stuff together and their paper, and they're ready to go and they're organized. Yeah. But when it's time to start the class with the students, mm-hmm. they're on. 
And the other thing is, of course, in the classroom, he is very engaged in this. Well, obviously, in that one student, but with the, the whole the class as a whole, he yeah. looks at them. He's not afraid of them. He, he talks to them very fast, but he talks to talks them. Talks to them. He interacts with them. Right. It's it's generally one on one, but when he's interacting with them one on one, he's keeping the class included in that one on one interaction. And um, he goes to initially down a, a couple of, of dead ends. He starts something and it doesn't work. Doesn't work. And he backpedals and, and tries something else. And he, yeah. which, which, in reality, is actually an incredibly good teacher trait because to, if you've got a lesson plan that's not working, to be able to backpedal and go, this is not what I want. Well, let's not, go at it from a different go, angle. Yeah, yeah. Um, shows a lot of flexibility and. Yeah. Um, now, uh, one of the first things we see him teaching, I think it's supposed to be the, the very next lesson or sometime later, he's teaching them basically colloquial slang and swear words and things like that. Yes. And there's a cat between myself and a microphone. <laughs> Hello, cat. Well, to you too. All right, um, so he starts teaching them... Well, he's teaching uh, them things like... full of shit. Yeah, that's right. And I don't give a crap. And But he's doing it. He's obvious, obviously, we're seeing this partway through the... Yeah. We're, we're partway through the class, obviously, because mm. he's saying, so somebody lies all the time, and it's a... You say that they are full of... Yeah, he elicits full of shit, and... And he's yeah. obviously reinforcing it, and yeah. he's, he's checking that they've got the phrases right. And he does a great job of it, actually. Yes, he does. All the students are involved. Yes. He sets up a little context for yes. it. Then he asks a question, and he gets them to respond or complete yeah. his sentence or what have you. Um, the, the question of teaching swear words in the classroom obviously is an issue at that point because sure. he's teaching you full of shit. I don't give a crap. Fuck off, you asshole, or something like that. Uh, yeah, one of uh, them. Flip the bird. Yeah, flip um, the bird. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, of course, a lot of teachers find find it painful to allow students to use swear words in the classroom. And would never dare to introduce any of it themselves. Yeah. I'm of the opinion that it's a really good thing for students to learn. Um, I think Absolutely. that the students need to know that erection has two meanings and, and yeah. it needs to be used with and, caution. And, and, and there's that. Okay, there's the pure language aspect where... I have to teach my students that it's look it's a beach not a bitch and it's peace not piss and to do that to make it stick I then have to also teach them what a bitch is and what piss is yeah because that's what helps them and but it's not just that it helps them so they understand oh yes I do have to be careful don't I that gets them interested yeah. like really piss piss oh ha 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 and, and away they go and it keeps them interested mm. I don't know about you but uh Vietnamese is a good example. I could just get by in a taxi now in Vietnamese after 10, 15 years out of the country. But I still remember some swear words. Well, swear words swear words stick in any language. And the yeah. students, even if they, even if you're not going to teach them the swear words, they're going to learn them um, one way or the other. Yeah. And um, because of the emotive value behind swear words, they're very interesting to learn. They're, they're actually a lot of fun for students to learn. And... Um, when, when students come across a word that a teacher doesn't want to say, that, of course, makes it even more fun to, to say it. Uh, yeah. So by, by approaching those words in the classroom, he's actually doing... He's doing, he's doing a good job. Yeah, he's doing a good job. Introducing language. Very authentic. Yeah. Queens, New York. Um, yeah. I mean, I, personally, I don't flip the bird at people, but... Um, yeah, I think give them the middle I, finger. Or <laughs> I think, yeah, okay, so, yeah, his language is a bit too specific. Okay, now, this is, uh, to come at this from a different angle, um, we're not both 
just teachers. We've also been managers and head of department and director of studies, and we've done a lot of hiring and firing. Would you hire this teacher? It's a hard question, I know, but I personally, I would. I would hire this teacher. He would be a huge pain in the ass to train. He really would be because he's he's getting away with it just with his personality. He's coasting on his personality and it works. So it'd be hard to train him and make him into a, an effective teacher in terms of... Yeah, but the problem is that in ESL, personality is king. You know, yeah. um, if, if you've got a big personality and you can you can sail through a lesson based on that personality, well, then actually there's not much more that you need. Polish, yes, nice, good board work and a nice, firm lesson plan. And wouldn't it be nice to have a great outcome at the end? But the fact of the matter is the student's going to learn from somebody who is either very charming or very handsome or Or engaging or challenging Um, or... What they learn, we don't know, but yes. Yes. uh, Well, that's the issue with this guy. (laughs) They're not actually learning anything. You couldn't test these students at the end. You couldn't say, here's the test. However, I mean, the fact that as they're leaving the classroom, they're saying things to him in In English, English, which are what they want to say, things like, I really enjoyed that lesson and I love it when you teach stuff that's outside of the book. um, That's unprompted authentic English that's coming out of the students and and a lot of teachers can't elicit that even if they are polished from a methodological perspective Um, they can't know if that natural the natural chatter yeah yeah. yeah. the uh, there is another thing that sometimes happens when I watch movies like this it's when I end up uh, identifying the students instead of just the teacher (laughs) so we both identified the same student in this no wait stop I have to just tell you listener that Troy is very good at um, at getting this. We can scan through the movie at a hundred times the speed that it, and he'll spot a student. He'll go there, there, there. There's a classroom seat. <laughs> <laughs> he can spot a student in a crowd. Okay, we were halfway through the movie and I was over it. I was either take a break and come back to it tomorrow or in four hours time, or I'm just gonna fast forward to the bit where he, there's some student teacher interaction again. Okay, so I spotted yes some interaction. We quickly paused it, and there was this this student. And I've had so many of these students, and I, I adore it, these students. This is the old man who, who is very Just, fixed in his ways. And he tries to use English. He puts in an insane amount of effort. He's outgoing. He approaches a teacher by himself. He wants to communicate. And he's just just stringing together random words that have no meaning. And you can see the the teacher, Robin Williams, you can see Robin Williams trying to negotiate meaning with him, like actually working quite hard with him, trying to guess what word he's actually trying to say, trying to get his meaning across to the the students. So I've had quite a lot of students like that, and watching that particular student was amusing because... I found it hilarious. (laughs) But one of the things that I found very good about that particular student is when he when Robin Williams was trying to elicit he he, he had the thing about the, uh, the yeah, waitress stabbing him in the eye. Yeah, he was he was trying to elicit some of those things that he was teaching earlier on. Yeah, you full of shit yeah. and uh, what the fuck and, Yeah, and then this and is an old man who's obviously very very calm and, very and, calm. and he and says it's time for me to die yeah you know no, he just takes the it's a big build up it starts uh, so the, you're in a restaurant and and it's it's a weirdly annoyingly complicated setup yeah, the there's a Portuguese waitress in a red dress <laughs> with a big head uh, anyway she spills soup on you what yes. do you do and he goes and I, do, I nothing, do nothing which is very Buddhist of him um, not only very Buddhist but 
actually was probably genuine communication. That yeah. was him really saying, I'd do nothing. I wouldn't do anything about it. I just, just yeah, it's fine. And then the waitress goes back and gets some knives and stabs him 16 times and pokes, pokes out pokes his eye. eye. And he just keeps, and I do nothing, and I still do nothing. And, <laughs> and he ends with... Well, I've had, I've had students like that who just don't, don't go with the scenario. They don't, they don't play along. They don't play along. It's, and that's one of the reasons why, for me, role plays don't work. I can't get role plays to work in my classroom. I think that they're too complicated or too out there I, or something I do, like that. I do a lot of role plays, oh. and I can I can make them work. It's, it's, it's definitely their setup. But in this case, I've had this student. I've asked the question, because what I'm actually doing is I'm concept checking or something like that. Mm. And I say, whatever, I've, I've got a phrase on the whiteboard, and it's, excuse me, could you help me? And I say, okay, so imagine you're, you're in the airport and you don't know where your gate is. And there's an information desk right there, right next to you. So you go to the woman, what would you say to the woman? Which phrase would you use? And he looks at the phrase and, and goes, um, nice to meet you. <laughs> and, uh, uh, yeah, fine. You could say nice to meet you, and and after you say that, what would you say next? I wait for them to speak. <laughs> you know, you get stuck in that, and they're not wrong. No, they're completely not wrong. They're just not playing along. So, if you aren't a teacher, um, here's your t- t- homework for today. Go and watch. Um, Go and watch. Good morning, Vietnam. Good morning, Vietnam. Started minute twenty-seven. Um, Look, actually, I would say you can watch this whole movie. It's a good movie, but it it's got that annoying thing where the first uh, forty-five minutes are a comedy and set up, and then the second forty-five minutes are a big action or a drama, really. Um, which I know a lot of movies do that weird. Oh, we're going to be half a movie of this and half a movie of that. But watch the movie. It's a good movie. It is a good movie. Yeah. Um, I actually really enjoyed it. And um, there's only about four minutes of classroom scenes, so it shouldn't take you too much out of the... But um, see if you can spot a couple of the binaries, like cultural sensitivity and yeah. uh, reluctance from the students to indulge in that yeah. cultural change. And boring, the boring teacher versus the fun the teacher. exciting teacher. And not only that, very flamboyant with his body language and his tone and all of that. Yeah. Um, also, just watch, because this has riled me a little bit. When he was doing his DJ work, he didn't file his records properly. I hate it when <laughs> teachers don't file their flashcards <laughs> properly. <laughs> did you see that? He just shoved them anywhere. Yes, I did see that. That would, that would make me passive-aggressive. Uh, yeah, that, that's the kind of thing... That's one of the annoying reasons why I have my own folders full of crap mm. because finding stuff that other people have played with you just you just get over it alright so we uh, at the end of the day you did answer my question though what? would you would you hire this teacher um, it's a difficult question to answer because the reality is I'll hire anybody when I need a teacher um, I, I know I shouldn't say that, but if there's a teacher around and there's somebody to... There's a classroom that needs filling. My pri- my priority with hiring teachers is, are they somebody that I think I could work with? Okay. And the character of, of Robin Williams is somebody I think I could work with. Okay. He's funny. He's, he's outgoing. He's friendly. He's very interested in people as a... Yeah. And I think that those are the characteristics that make a good teachers teacher. a successful teacher. Mm. All right, so uh, I'd hire Robin Williams, but... Uh, yeah, he'd annoy me. Not as a person, he'd annoy me as a teacher. Because I'd look at his lessons and go, oh, man, 
all his students love him and he's doing he's having great fun in there but I really wish he'd actually teach what the what was on the Stop curriculum micromanaging him and let him just get on with things okay <laughs> all right thanks for listening guys yeah and go uh, watch a car chase on gravel in the movies Some gypsies, they cut you off. All of a sudden, you... Let them!